0: If you haven't heard by now, Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football this summer. We've all been there in Fantasy Football Leagues. It's Sunday morning and you're digging through news reports trying to figure out whether to start your stud wide receiver that tweaked his hammy or you have a player on your team that hasn't been getting in the end zone. And then one week he suddenly goes off for 30 points on your bench. With Underdog Fantasy, all the stress of who to start each week is lifted off your shoulders because it's best ball format. Draft your teams before the season starts and get the best score in your lineup each week. Right now, you can draft an Underdog's Best Ball Mania 3 tournament to take your shot at $10 million in total prizes. Plus, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code PFF. That's right, $100 in free money. Also, if you play 10 of those ten of those dollars using promo code PFF, you get a free PFF subscription. So basically, you are paying less than what you would pay at PFF.com. And uh, that's a little, little cheat code there for you. Underdog drafts close before NFL kickoff. So what are you waiting for? Head to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store. Play $10 with code PFF and draft in your best ball mania team today. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And now everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up 7 You win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877 8 Hoppany or text Hoppany 467-369. 1 per customer. Minimum $5 positive and wager. $200 issued as 825 free bets. What is up? It is Thursday, September 22nd. We're previewing week three. A little on the show today, but we have a special guest. Cynthia Freeland, analytics expert from (laughs) NFL Network, comes here on the show, on the back end of the show. But we actually have another special guest joining me for the entire show. And that will be
1: the ringer's own, Austin Gale. Austin, how are you doing today, buddy? Fantastic. This is phenomenal. Every time I'm on this fucking podcast, I love it. One, two... This is my last time in the PFF office before yeah. I moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. Um, my last day in Cincinnati is Sunday. We're throwing a bit of, bit of a going away party on Saturday. I, no one's going to drink. No one's going to do anything. It's going to be very tame. Um, but we're really excited. I'm really excited to get the fuck out of here. I fucking hate Cincinnati. piece of shit. I sent out a tweet, and all of Cincinnati hates me for it. But I, I, the, the city stinks. It it's, uh, it's. I disagree. I just let the record show I disagree I love Cincinnati. But go ahead. Go off. My, here's the reasons. People, When I first moved here, people were like, what are the number one reasons why, you know, What's the difference? Mm-hmm. The biggest reason is this place is a non-diverse fucking piece of shit. The only white people that all went to like Catholic Christian schools are all like high socioeconomic status. There's no diverse opinion. There's no diverse thought. It's all the same people. And the food suffers because of that. The conversation suffers because of that. And then don't even get me started on the weather. Like it's a bad city. People are like, oh, what about Jeff Ruby's? There's a Jeff Ruby's in Nashville, and I'd rather be there. There's a Jeff Ruby's in Lexington. I might rather be there. Like, they, no, they. You have just no, hate the Midwest. I, think. I, I Of course, I hate the Midwest. Who doesn't hate the Midwest? Yeah, and I've someone, lived someone in the Midwest. responded to my tweet when I was being kind of tongue in cheek about Cincinnati being terrible. He's like, "What about cost of living? Do you realize it's cheaper to live here because it sucks? Cost of living is not the it's not the like compliment you think you're giving a city. It's like, oh, well, it's so cheap to live here. Yeah, bud." That, you want to know why? This place sucks. <laughs> it, Cost why, of living why, is somewhat why is it, supply and demand Why is it expensive to live in L.A.? Because a lot of people want to live in L.A. Government taxes. Shut the fuck up. That's part of it. Yeah. That's that's a big part of it.
0: Okay. We're going to leave a little show breakdown here. We're going to first start off ranking our chances of getting the number one overall pick since I have the power ranking expert yes. here joining the show. We're going to rank the worst teams. We always talk about the best teams. We're going to give some love to the worst teams around the NFL. going to do a little bet recap austin obviously hosts a gambling show tuesdays
1: on the ringer nfl pod. i'm on with warren sharp on Wednesdays, Wednesdays okay, and so. then i'm also on on thursdays with raheem palmer and roger sherman
0: okay so you're all over yeah the betting show oh, on the yeah. ringer NFL channel um so go check that out if you really want a deeper dive we just do the betting re- recap and betting preview every thursday but if you really want deep info that probably know a lot more about betting than i do check that out we've got pbos we got take grades We got a rookie stock report, we got first-round locks, and we got a would-you-rather at the back end. So a lot on the show today. Let's start with the number one overall pick chances. Right now on BetMGM, the chances, the longest odds to win the Super Bowl, Falcons, Seahawks, Panthers, Jets, Bears, and Texans. How would you handicap the chances, power rank the chances of each? getting the number one overall pick here for me
1: yeah i I will say in my latest power rankings for the ringer.com i did have the chicago bears as the worst team in the nfl i i think the chicago bears the worst team in the nfl and the big reason why is i think there's so much dysfunction and disagreement between what the front office is trying to do and what the coach is trying to do the chicago bears payroll this year is the second lowest in the nfl like, they are not paying people this year. Why? Because they do not want to win fucking football games. They know that this team is in for a year, two, three, four-year rebuild, and they're investing in the future. Two, their coach is so staunch in his ways of not developing Justin Fields, not giving him opportunities to throw a game, you, know, you know, throw passes. He has the lowest amount of passes of any starter through two games so far this season because he wants to establish the identity and establish some of this culture. But you're like – objectively refusing to develop one of your most talented players in Justin Fields by throwing the football and adding receivers to this team like they did not spend money on adding receivers to this football team their receiving core is Darnell Mooney who has run 38 routes team high 38 routes so far this year and has two receptions for four yards that's that's absurd and then the receivers after that Byron Pringle Equinemius St. Brown like they don't have and then Dante Pettis like this is such a bad football team from a talent perspective, so much that the front office is purposely not investing in other players there. And the coach is so committed to the run game and trying to play, like, staunch defense against good football teams, that I think they're just going to lose a lot of freaking games. I, I think the Chicago Bears are probably my, my favorite to, to be the number one overall pick. After that, I'd probably have the Seahawks in the conversation, the Jets in the conversation. Falcons to me, Falcons and Texans to me of that group, and then Panthers too, like, I, I don't think they're going to be picking one. I'd be really, really stunned – to see the Falcons, Panthers, or Texans pick one. I think they're gonna squeak out more wins than one of those three teams mm-hmm. of, of the Seahawks, um, Jets, and Bears. Okay, I have
0: I have the Texans as the best chance to get an overall pick, just because they're still like the Texans, like they they still don't have talent like game changers anywhere. And now I love what they're, they're they drafted this past year. I think their rookies are impact type of dudes. So there's like reasons to be hopeful for the future, but. They're still just not good. They're still far away. Bears, I do agree, though. Bears' second-worst team in the NFL right now, or if not the worst. And if they keep playing this kind of – it's hard to say when they have a win, but it's like if they keep playing so tight, you're you're not competing in today's NFL. And this was by design, right? You don't have the most cap space next year of any team in the NFL without intentionally – Yes. Building like that. Not building, rebuilding like that because – Shit, it was left just completely barren. Like, like they should never have given the previous regime that the next year, the the fields year, the last year to really – because that was – they mortgaged the future with draft picks, they mortgaged the future with free agents, and they're paying for it right now. After that, I think the Seahawks, like, that's it to me of the teams that are realistically – without, like, massive injuries going and decimating a roster. Those are the three teams. One of those three is going to have their own win over pick, in my opinion. So the Seahawks next on that. And then i go Falcons, Panthers, Jets. Honestly, I think the Jets, I'm surprised they're that long at odds because they've looked at least competitive. Um, and, and, like, this roster is very young and up-and-coming to where, like, they have guys that can be impact players in time. You know, by the end of the year, it wouldn't surprise me if they were, like, actually going toe-to-toe with, you know, at some playoff-type teams in the NFL. So that's how I see it. Now, who would you want if you are – these teams picking in the top five six what players would you want for each should they end up there
1: I think that for the Houston Texans they obviously have to go quarterback if they are drafting inside the top three top four and going after a Bryce Young a CJ Stroud whichever one yeah one of of the quarterbacks that they want I think the Chicago Bears man I'm telling you I think the front office is done with fields compare the offseason for the Chicago Bears from a free agency perspective to that of the Jets The Jaguars and teams that feel that they have like something in their second year quarterback like the Jaguars went out and spent Mm -hmm. you know even even the Jets like went out and tried to make moves they traded up into the first round to try and add talent to like really hit on this guy the Bears are like "Mm, I don't think he has it in their in their actions I know they haven't said that I know they're building around Justin Fields and I was still really high on him as a prospect but I don't think any of the Bears actions from the front office have shown that they give a fuck about this guy and like, or even have an interest in developing him. That's reflective in the game plan that Iber Flus is putting out. That's reflective in how much money this front office has spent on surrounding talent. I, I honestly think they're going to be done with Justin Fields after this year. And that, Ooh. whether that's, whether that's a good idea yeah. or not, who knows, you know, like, if- that would, I, I still think that from their action so far, I think that's, what's going to happen. So I would not be surprised if the bears are picking a quarterback up there at top three as well, going after a Stroud, going after, um, you know, Bryce Young, maybe DJ Uyengalele if he keeps the streak going. I'm bringing that up. What? Mm. DJ Uyengalele is back. He's back.
0: He is back. He looks good. Now was he like number no, one overall not, pick No, he's not. He's not number one overall pick. Dudes back. look good. I mean, I I have to admit, night and day from last year. Which like it's more. This was more. Like this is what if this would have happened last year, everyone would be like, yeah, of For course. Sure. Like this is what you expected to happen last year. Last year was the anomaly with DJ Uyengalele, not this year. Um. The other teams, though, that are up here, obviously Falcons, Seahawks, quarterback, all the way. That, that one's not a debate, in my opinion. Um, that's why I w- want to see Desmond Ritter, like, now, if I'm a Falcons fan. Okay, we've seen two games of Mariota. It was whatever. It was the same as Mariota, was, as we've always seen. Let me see what we got in Desmond Ritter, because we're going to have to make a decision here. Yeah. You, you know, you're in the top five. If, if there is even more talent outside of just Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, which I think there is. You're going to have to make a decision on your hand. So I I do think they'd want to get a look at him sooner rather than later. So those teams, though, quarterback easy. But then Panthers-Jets, those teams end up with high picks. And now Panthers obviously aren't tied to Darnold after this year, aren't tied to Baker after this year. Did draft Corral, but obviously he's out for the year. Are you drafting a QB again if you're the Jets or Panthers and you end up taking – end up in the top five top three right now I'm sitting at you
1: right now if bryce young and cj stroud are off the board by the time i'm picking as the panthers i don't know if there's a quarterback that you're taking at three right like i don't know if you're making that investment i think they're more primed if they're outside of the young stroud sweepstakes to bring in a new regime i mean fire matt rule already like what is going on in carolina it is a fucking disaster class over there get a new regime and like kick off this rebuild two ways like the only problem is you fire matt rule and it's ben mcadoo no, don't, Yeah, interim, yeah, you know? no, that's true, that's true Like, leave him for the rest of the season, who cares Like, bring in a new regime, and I think you have to go about it One of two ways, like, the Falcons way Of, hey, we're just gonna sign Like, a quarterback in free agency until we're Picking highly again, and like, have an opportunity to make Some plays and invest in um, A quarterback, or you hope That you're in this kind of Stroud sweepstakes, which they're not Out of yet, right, they're not, <laughs> they could lose They could lose a lot more games and, and be yeah. in that conversation Yeah
0: I, I, I do think the Jets will be
1: Sticking to Zach Wilson.
0: Sticking with Zach Wilson.
1: I agree. I think the injury helps that. I think the yeah. injury, like, honestly helps Zach Wilson's case. <laughs> because if he if he played well across a 17-game season, or played poorly across a 17-game season healthy, I think he's on his way out. But now, like, with this injury caveat, I think that there's a really good chance he plays well enough for them to Daniel Jones this bitch. You know, where they're like, ah, he kind of looked good. Let's give him a shot. And from a GM
0: perspective, you, just, you don't get two swings at a top five QB. No. You know, like, that's just you're not going to you're going to have such a tight leash at that point and that's a that, great take as well. that second quarterback doesn't start out hot you're just you're gone it's over you're gone all right those were our handicapping of the number one overall pick jam pack show so let's get keep it moving here mm-hmm. bet recap last week three five missed my two missed my two unit bet but hit the alma kamara under prop elijah moore under prop packers bears under the Bengals. Bone me and probably a lot of people because mm. that line moved two points from when it opened to when it closed the Bengals way and they peed down their leg trey lance over 202.5 passing yards he might not hit that for his career now um so maybe gave him the kiss to death with that one thoughts and prayers to trey lance did you see colin cowherd get dunked on by someone on yes that, we, I, i'm so can glad you brought talk, that up can we even talk about that i think we can
2: that was since i put it in the document. You did? It was supposed to be on the show today. Let's see. I don't see. think it made it.
1: Where is it? Where is it? I need it because it's a phenomenal tweet. It's a phenomenal tweet. That was unbelievable. Oh. Can you Lance explain it? it? Where I can't, I can't find it in the doc.
0: Oh. So it was here. Colin Cowherd, he, he said, you feel bad for Trey Lance, but the team is better today on his show, on the volume or whatever, mm-hmm. because he has his own network. Um, someone quote to it and said, you're a terrible fucking person, bro. What the fuck? And Coward said, he didn't break a neck,
1: it's an ankle. Which is such a terrible take from Coward, by the way. Like, dunking on this guy, I mean, not dunking on him, but like saying this about Trey Lance after he like has a season and injury, I think is fucked.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Regardless if it's an ankle or a neck, who cares? Like, this guy's like, life has changed.
0: He said, I know, I won't wait until you're comfortable. Adults can handle the news, even when it sucks. And the guy quoted it and said, you love the guy and had nothing bad to say about him when he was inside your daughter on a daily basis. What's the issue now?
1: Oh, that's a log off situation for Colin Cowherd. You got to get out. We were talking about the Trey Lance Cowherd's daughter saga on Tailgate yes. RIP, where was he was. When? What was some of his IG comments? Text me back. Some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was
0: simping over Cowherd's daughter. He was. He was. And now on Cowherd's IG. just
1: a total douche. And I wonder Cowherd if was going to
0: bat for him. He was. Calling him the RKG, right? Kind of guy. He's got the moxie. I think he's got it. <laughs> he's got it. Heel turn.
2: Well, coward has moved to another quarterback now. Who's, Who's he on? Guy now? Uh, Burrow's on every like Tuesday. Oh. Basically, like what uh, like Rogers does for McAfee. Oh, that's like like Burrow's Burrow got it. Although Burrow did say he deleted all his social media though. So I, I don't know if that. that means that he's not gonna go on the podcast anymore. I don't know. I don't know. We what saw that
0: means. the Jason Whitlock tweet calling him woke, and he's <laughs> like, I can't handle this. I can't either. I can't handle Twitter. I, I wish I could. I wish I had a job I could. Man. Yeah. I just
1: but wouldn't I say that.
0: I wouldn't say that. That you deleted your No. Yeah. I it's know. like, dude, just apparently don't. like he does it he does it regular. It was kind of like taking out context, like he does that every season. Oh really? It was just more someone was asking about have you seen this? He's like, No, I del- I've deleted but ah, he does that every year see.
1: I see. Year, I see. I see.
2: Everybody so thought wasn't... Herbert was the introvert and the mentally weak one.
1: Mm. Yeah. Who knew can tables, Handle? A little. Turn tables have turned. Herbert's on TikTok is he
0: no i'm just kidding i don't know (laughs) herbert's out fishing probably (laughs) true herbert's separated from the rest of the world um all right what are your bets of the week though what do you got what do you got for me i love that you brought me on the show to recap your shitty bets i i just want i mean i I, transparency here i am let's see one two three i am six and for eleven here
1: this year happy for you thank you i i had 16 bets last week in the nfl I came up 0.76 units. <laughs> it was cash money. It was not great. The the best bet I had was I bet bucks minus two and a half, bucks minus six and a half, and bucks minus nine and a half. Oh, you were just I was doing alternate. I was just all out. in on bucks, and obviously the first three quarters of that game, I was crying myself to sleep. Yeah, but that was really what saved me on the week. Um, big bets this week. I I was on the betting podcast with Warren Sharp on Wednesday. Go check that out on the Ringer Gambling Show, and he and I are both kind of like Chiefs minus six and a half in Indy in a dome against that Gus Bradley defense that has legitimately been buttered like toast against Mahomes. Gus Bradley plays more cover three than any other defense in the NFL. You know, A Tiger does not change his stripes here. The last seven games that Patrick Mahomes has played at Gus Bradley defense, because he obviously was a defense coordinator for the Raiders for a bit, 17 touchdowns, two picks. Blowout wins every single time. Like, I, I think Gus Bradley is really going to struggle against Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs offense. And I think on the other side, Matt Ryan's arm looks like it's like decaying every single week receivers are banged up I think Pittman and Pierce might be back healthy after missing last week but still coming off of injury and the offensive line is dog shit Matt Pryor their left tackle I think has allowed more pressures than any other player in the NFL if not it's top three last week he got benched for Bernard Ryman Ryman comes in, plays like the last two drives, and then Pryor has to come back in when they bench Matt Ryan and the rest of the starters. Like, they're doing that to Matt Pryor? That's just heinous. You can't have a guy come into a game and start and then get benched, and then when you bring in the bench players because you get blown out 24-0, he has to go back in? That's insane to me. I think they're really, really struggling along the offensive line. I think they're struggling to create any separation with an injury banged up receiving core, and I think Gus Bradley is going to get filleted. Six-and-a-half I think is too small. I'm surprised that the number is not out to seven, seven seven-and-a-half.
0: I'm very glad you brought up the Gus Bradley side because everyone's talking about their offense. You know, they just get shut out. Everyone's yeah. talking about this offense for the Colts, but I am very worried about the defense. I mean, if you're playing that much cover three, so the base cover three, 64.5% of the time, they are in cover three. No one else is above 52%, and that's the 49ers. Yeah. To play that, you have to have elite level linebacker play. In my opinion. Yes. Because they are asked to cover so much ground in that defense. KJ
1: Wright, Bobby Wagner
0: shit. Like, you have to have some dogs. You have to have elite-level linebacker play. They have that in San Francisco. That's why they can do that. They have speed there. Without Shaq Leonard, you don't have that. So the seams are very viable, very in play in that Colts defense. We saw it week one. OJ going up the seam Mm -hmm. multiple times for the Texans. I am worried about both. Like, that— They used to be it's more like they were a very good defense under Matt bufflis that they could get away with being a ground and pound win games the defense side of the ball they're not there anymore i don't think they are i I don't trust them on that side of the ball teams have figured out cover three it's why everyone's going away from it yeah and why scoring is down because of that so um yeah i worry about them i like that bet now
1: i think reason why so that bet opened at six and a half And reason why it's now down to five and a half. Warren was saying, you're going to see Colts money on this bet. And Warren knows lines like a motherfucker. Like, if he knows anything. It's a big home dog. Yeah. So, like, what he said is, like, people forget the Colts have not played home yet. Like, this is their first home game. Mm. So, he said, don't. He was essentially telling me, like, don't bet it at six and a half. Because he's predicting that Colts money is going to come because it's their first home game. Bet it at five and a half if you do like the Chiefs side. And now, right now, on FanDuel, it is at five and a half. So, if you do like Chiefs, I'm probably taking a little bit more at five and a half.
0: I like lines I like here. Two lines that I like this week. Bucks minus one and a half against Packers. Deal. All in on that. Packers wide receiver core. Decimated. They might not. I mean, it might be Romeo Dobbs. Might be your one. Sammy's hurt. Christian's hurt. That's tough. And they were like, it was tough with those guys. Mm Now it's even like tougher. Mm. Damn near impossible. So that one I like. Uh, And then Saints minus three Carolina. That one I just, I very surprised it's still only minus three. Carolina serious issues there that I, I don't
1: see fixing. Now, the, defense the, the worry defense the worry I have with the Saints and like betting the Saints is I, I do think that the Jameis Winston injury is more than what's being let on. Because yeah. he his accuracy in that last game was disgusting. And when he got he was at a press conference or, you know, a media availability this week and they asked him about it, he's like, I can't talk about it or like and he kind of essentially like avoided the question. I think he's like kinda of hurt and like He's already inaccurate when he's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, being hurt, I think, is going to... I don't know. I, I'm scared to bet on I mean, it's, a it's road favorite in
0: Jameis. Good looking like Baker last year, yes. basically. Yeah, now Maybe other, you talk me out of that
1: one. Uh, other lines I like. Um, I got Eagles early in the week at minus four and a half against the Commanders. That's all the way out to six. Like, I, I think that the Eagles are going to dump on yeah. the Washington Commanders on the road. And I'm everyone knows from my tailgate OBJ days and Eagle. that I can fade... I can fade the Raiders of the best of them, but I like them a lot against the Titans this week at minus one and a half. I think that the Titans are in a really bad place. Like they can't, their receiving core, even with Traylon Burks, is struggling. And I know he played a little bit better this past time, but I I, I still think he's gonna struggle against this Raiders defense. I think the pass rush is amazing for the Raiders right now. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are teeing off. Mm. And Taylor Luan's probably Taylor not gonna play out. in this game. And like yeah. I worry. About this Titans offense. You know, Derrick Henry does not look like the Derrick Henry of old. This offensive line is not getting the push that they wanted. I think this Raiders team, who is in desperate, desperate need of a win, is being faded into oblivion because they're 0-2. Minus 1.5, I think is too small. I think 1.5 over Tennessee is right. another line I like. Before, switching uh, my to, I'm switching mine to that one. I like nice. that one, too. Oh, I'm convincing you to go I'm on my side same, here. Same I want to talk out. about one more line LV. if we could. Obviously, I'm doing a lot of betting content. Mm. The other line I want to talk about is, is this, this freaking Miami game. <laughs> it's like the game of the week. Bills. Dolphins, Dolphins. I, I mean, uh, Buffalo's been favored by six in some spots. It's right around, like, sitting around five and a half, I think, before the Monday Night Football game dominance, where Ryan Tannehill got benched at the end of the third quarter because Ken Dorsey was putting on a clinic. I think it opened at four and a half for the Buffalo Bills' as favorites. I, I really like Buffalo in this one, man. And I know Miami's getting money. I know they came back against Baltimore, and they look electric offensively. You're talking Buff- to the Dolphins. I like, know, but super like, hear it. me out, hear me out. Okay. The Miami Dolphins' offense is great, phenomenal. It's been fantastic. And I think Micah Hyde banged up. Dane Jackson banged up. Tredavious White missing this game. Like, that secondary is hurting. Hurting badly. Yeah. Are they all out? I think... Tredavious White, I know, is out. I know Dane Jackson is out. Yeah. I don't know if Micah Hyde is out. But if even still, he had to... Uh, I think he was uh, taken to the hospital for a neck injury that day. So, I don't know. Like, and he's got a you, short you week. We got rookies against Jalen Waterwood yeah, and Tyree. That would be tough. It's going to be tough. And now... I still think the defense is really well coached. I still think that the pass rush is insane. I think they have three they have three uh, pass rushers ranked top eight in PFF pass rush win rate. That's courtesy of Brad Spielberger on Twitter. I think the defensive line is good and the secondary is really well coached. The injuries aren't great, but I still think it's a well coached defense. Give the offense, like the Miami Dolphins, like I think should have some success. I just think the Bills are going to shit on the Dolphins defense. Dolphins defense blitz a lot. They run a lot of man coverage. lot a lot of single high and i think that's just going to be a disaster for this bill's offense i think josh allen's going to eat them alive if they run they run man coverage at a higher rate than any team in the nfl they blitz a lot but you know josh allen's been pressured in the fewest percentage of dropbacks this year the offensive line is stout i I think that the bill's offense has a bigger edge in this one even as good as the dolphins offense is now could the dolphins backdoor cover at home absolutely that's maybe why you stay away from the five and a half but i do think the bills win this game pretty handily okay there you go i I don't want that line. I'm not touching it. Uh, it's going to be the game of the week, though. That's going to be a fun-ass game.
0: My other I had over in the Falcons-Seahawks, 42. I like the over in that one. No?
1: I'm not. I, I, that game's going to be ugly.
0: It's going to be ugly, but I like the over in that one. Geno, top 22
1: quarterback coordinator, ringer, the ringer? Yeah. No, he, he? he's down. He's down to 24. He's down. I, I'm talking to Steven Ruiz off the ledge. Okay. I, I I told him on the podcast this week, I was like, if you have to uh, rank behind Geno Smith this week, I'm going to kill you.
0: But I, I still think bad defense wins out over bad offense. In that, bad offense still exploit bad defenses. These are just, just not good defense right now. Yeah. So, over hits in that. I have tonight little little prop special for you. David Bell over five and a half receiving yards. Over five and a half. <laughs> David Bell. He's run like he ran like 22 routes last week. He'll get over five and a half receiving yards. I like that bet. I kind of like that bet. That is a catch for David Bell. <laughs> and then Devonte Adams over six and a half receptions. I think they go back to the drawing board after him getting only two last week after you had ten week one and fifteen targets, and say, "Hey, let's get to the ball the ball to our best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to go down, let's go down swinging with Devonte Adams and not with Matt Collins. So, Devonte over and a half six six and a half receptions. I
1: like it. I, I have I have no prop bets for tonight. I, uh, they were asking me to kind of come up with some. I don't really like any of the lines. Like, part of me wanted to bet some under passing props. The yeah. line for Trubisky and Brissett is one eighty eight and a half for Trubisky, one eighty one and a half for Brissett. Those are low, dude. And I don't want to bet an over on either of those dog shit. I, know, like, you know. I don't want to do that. And then rushing props, I think Chubb is maybe a bit high at 84.5. But, like, they've been running Chubb's the ball Chubb. a lot. And I don't know. I, I don't Sounds like any of all. the props tonight.
0: If you haven't heard by now, underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football this summer. We've all been there in fantasy football leagues. It's Sunday morning, and you're digging through news reports trying to figure out whether to start your stud wide receiver that tweaked his hammy or you have a player on your team that hasn't been getting in the end zone. And then one week he suddenly goes off for 30 points on your bench with underdog fantasy, all the stress of who to start each week is lifted off your shoulders because it's best ball format draft your teams before the season starts and get the best score in your lineup each week. Right now you can draft an underdogs best ball mania three tournament to take your shot at $10 million in total prizes. Plus Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code PFF. That's right, $100 in free money. Also, if you play 10 of those ten of those dollars using promo code PFF, you get a free PFF subscription. So basically, you are paying less than what you would pay at PFF.com. And that's a little, little cheat code there for you. Underdog drafts close before NFL kickoff. So what are you waiting for? Head to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store. Play $10 with code PFF and draft in your best ball mania team today. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And now everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at one 800 889-9789. In New York, call 877 8 or text 467 467369 One per customer. Minimum $5.00 and wager, $200. Issued as eight twenty dollars free bets. Okay. Now let's get to PVOs. Oh, and we're going to have to do it too, because right off the bat, it's one of your podcast co-hosts. Oh no. Warren Sharp, Sharp Football. Don't do this to on me. On Twitter.
1: Oh yeah, this one was tough. This one was tough. Yeah.
0: This was from Monday Night Football. He scre- he screenshotted a penalty in the game. That was a false start penalty where, I, if you guys remember it, it was, I can't remember the DT. Jumps out of a stance but not into the neutral zone was yeah. ruled a false start because the off lineman that comes out of his stand- stance. Um, but it was true, he, he wasn't in the neutral zone. But Warren Sharp tweets the picture of it with, quotes, not in the neutral zone. Shh which usually when you put it in quotes which means you disagree with mm-hmm. said quote and the picture clearly shows that like he's not in the neutral zone
1: yeah i i don't have a problem because i think a lot of people were not sending out screenshots of the play and saying like whoa that should have been neutral zone infraction the refs are blind yeah it really to to put the picture in it it's like no way he wasn't <laughs> yeah so you're like wait no no he wasn't in the neutral zone i wonder
0: if he was looking at the guy the outside linebacker. Is that yeah, Bud that's what Dupree I thought too. Maybe, but that he but has like an he, angle. If yeah. he is, it's still a false start because you have to be
1: adjacent on the offensive line. So, True. True. Still a false start. I, I think that um, we were watching that together. As soon as I said that, I was like, I don't think he was in the zone, and I was, I was happy that they. I was happy with the false start call. I thought that was a good call. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good call on your part. I called it right away. All right.
0: Next one here, PVOs. We're not gonna watch this whole video because it's kind of long. Um, but I'll. Oh, I'll, I told you this one. This one's good. I'll, I'll give this. I'll just give a recap of what. Lashawn McCoy, who apparently has, is on Speak for Yourself on Fox Sports One like daily. I I guess I've seen a bunch of clips of him now being on. I I don't think this was just a one-off, but he comes with the take that the Cowboys played harder for Cooper Rush than they did Dak Prescott.
1: Do we have the video queued up just for the first 15 seconds? I do. Yeah, I got it. The first 15 seconds are fucking gold. Go
2: yeah, I, I got it trimmed down in 30 seconds. Oh, I nice. cut perfect. off the actual debate at the end. That's I just perfect. Had to say, That's yep. perfect. I'll run it right now.
1: I felt like they played harder for Cooper Rush than they played with Dak. The running game was on fire. The guys up front were blocking. They were like blowing the guys off the ball. I haven't seen that with Dak. Receivers, even hard contested catches, they were catching them. They looked like they were really motivated. Hold up. The defensive line. Parsons including was going crazy. So I haven't seen that with Dak, right? I mean, he only gave up three points, you know, but I didn't see it. So I think they the best part is they actually play harder. I felt like we're rushed. I'm gonna That's just one of the fucking worst takes I've ever heard. That's such bad analysis. Man. It's terrible. He's like oh, like the Micah Parsons comment is horrendous. <laughs> Micah Parsons is a monster. And he's like he, 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 he was making plays. It's like, yeah. He was defense rookie of the year last year. <laughs> like I I, I I, don't know, man. That was a tough take. There's another part later in that, though, where he's like they were high-fiving each other after plays. It's like, dude, you need to stop. Like, you need to stop. Receivers making tough catches, are you high? You think receivers yeah. are just, like, not getting after it for Dak? That's one of the worst takes I've ever seen.
0: I, uh, I know that this ball is coming towards me, <laughs> but since it's Cooper Rush, I'm going to fucking get it.
1: Also, since does he not remember Dak. when Dak got hurt and broke his ankle? The entire NFL almost collapsed. Like, this guy's one of the more respected human beings – yeah in the NFL well,
0: and the Cowboys themselves yeah yeah and the Cowboys themselves <laughs> yeah and the
1: Cowboys class all right next
0: PVOO here and this one's not for Andrew Filippone the Pony Express on Twitter who's a Steelers uh, Pittsburgh radio personality
2: he's got some takes I he's got, love yeah, this guy he's, uh, he's good he's good on they to call
0: her. him uh, the take express <laughs> no <he's laughs> the, the guy who runs old takes exposed refuses to do Filippone tweets because he calls him a uh, Pitt, Pitt Bayless. Instead of oh, Pitt Bayless. wow. Pitt that's Bayless. Good. Yeah, that's good. But he is. He, has just, he throws shit at a wall. But this one's just a stat. Andrew Filofoni. Mm. That's not bad. That's not bad either. The Steelers haven't scored an offensive touchdown in the first quarter since the Lions tie. That's 11 games in a row. Consider this. You're starting with scripted plays. Theoretically, the plays Canada likes best for that oppo- their opponent that week. And this one makes Pivo because I don't want to dunk on a current office coordinator online. Yeah. And, like, you know, we have relationships with NFL teams. Mm-hmm. They sometimes see that kind of stuff. But my fucking God, dude, that, that's, that's a massive indictment. Yeah. 11 games in a row without a first quarter touchdown is insane. Yeah. Yeah, like I have that, some. There's no like better stat to me because that's like what the, what the high-end play callers in the NFL are known for coming out the gate and having a plan of attack that works right away. Like the first 15 of Andy Reid, of, you know, uh, Matt LaFleur. Like those guys crush it out the gate. Their first drives, Always steelers not doing that that's
1: i was bringing this up in previewing tonight's game obviously because the steelers play the browns and like listen to this stats the steelers are 28th in play action rate 20th in screen rate and 21st in pre-snap motion slash shift percentage like they are not creating so much any easy offense for one of the worst quarterbacks in the nfl that in my opinion is what is malpractice like it's practice if you if you have a bad quarterback or a limited quarterback i think bad is maybe too much of a negative connotation but like a limited quarterback and if you don't think mitchell Trubisky's limited then go join shady mccoy on fucking fs1 mm-hmm. like you need to be doing unique things to get him easy offense you compare that to the dolphins to a Bailoa, who is a limited quarterback dolphins run more play action more uh and, and more pre snap motion than any team in the nfl yep that is what you have to do like you have to do those are the easy edges in the nfl easy is probably the wrong term but, like those are the obvious edges in i'd say it's easy yeah i, I guess <laughs> honestly I, th- those are those are as a play the, call they're like yeah they've been proven to be proven edges yeah those are proven edges running running offense now if you have like a quarterback like a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes I don't think those are things you have to think as much about because they can do anything anytime anytime they want but with Mr. Trubisky if you're not running play action a lot like if you're not giving him some screens if you're not helping him you know move the ball and just asking him to fucking step back drop and make some plays I think you're gonna struggle I I honestly think you're gonna struggle yeah
0: all right last pvo here before we get to some a, a new segment, actually, Ooh, Connor Hughes on Twitter. This is actually just a quote from Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay asked asked about his two snaps last week. He said, "I should be playing regardless." That's a fact, Kenny. I, I hate to break it to you, but that's not how. That's I not will how it say.
1: So I'm working on like Giants piece because I think that for the Ringer, um, to to talk about like this Brian Dayball like just coming in and swinging some balls around like. Yeah. He played really, David Sills over Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he played David Sills over Kenny Galladay, who's on a one year, 825000 dollars contract. Kenny Galladay is making more money than any other receiver in the NFL. I'm gonna say that again. This year, no receiver will make more money than Kenny Galladay. And he fucking benched him. He benched him. That is like balls. For David that's Sills. like that's accountability. That's like a long leash from the new GM there, Joe Shane. Like he's like, do what you have to do. Kadarius Tony's getting benched. You know, Kadarius Tony's not playing as much as maybe people think he should, and for how high he was drafted, and that's accountability. After Daniel Jones threw that terrible red zone interception and in a one-on-one with Saquon Barkley in that first game that almost cost him that game, he's screaming him out on the sideline. It's like what the fuck you can he's like he's saying like you can't do that. You can't do that. That I think is accountability the Giants haven't had in a while. Like I think that's that's money in the bank. I think I think Dayball's making something making something happen. And they, you know, everyone but Kenny Galladay, I think is rallying around it. I think you saw after their week one win. Xavier McKinney, the captain for the Giants, in the—well, Dayball's, like, hyping him up with another thing. He's like, game ball goes to Dayball. And everyone's like, let's fucking go. I, I think that kind of player buy-in is super important for rebuilding teams. I said that about the Lions, and the Lions are one of the best against the spread teams over the last two years. I think Dayball is another one of those guys where they should not be 2-0. and They are a bad football team. Mm-hmm. Both those games they probably should have lost. But they're winning them because I think they do have this player buy-in, and that's going to mean a lot. And one of my favorite things that Dayball has said, I think in two press conferences now, process over results. You know, even after that game they won last week, they're like, even if we lost that game, we are, we are fighting and clawing, and, and the process is there and the preparation is there. And I think that has trust the process written all over it. And I think that trust the process in New York, man, I think day ball's it. Yeah, that's – if you're a Giants fan, to me that is the real,
0: like, hard-nosed coach. Yes. Is being able to do that. Is being able to say, I know we're paying this guy a zillion dollars. I know he's, you know, established in the NFL – but he's not doing the things that I believe in to win. This guy is. Why should Galladay be playing over? You know, David Sills objectively. You know, Galladay's more talented, but much better in the NFL over the course of his career. But that's how you get buy-in because then there's not that guy over in the corner complaining um, about. You know, why am I not getting action when I'm doing everything right? Yeah, the guys that are doing everything right are getting the action. Like he's living by. And
1: I always say this, I always have the caveat, like, I haven't played in the NFL, I did not play in college, I don't fucking know anything about locker rooms, but on the outside looking in, I think players play for coaches that have that kind of, like, accountability, and like, and want to play for coaches that make no excuses, and bench players that suck, go watch, I I don't know if you suck. like, don't give the effort, yeah, don't Don't. give the effort, go watch the week one, all Kenny Galladay's routes, he is jogging, dude, and I, I I didn't say this on Twitter, because I don't want to, like, I think effort, effort, um, what is it like? Effort, yeah, effort policing on Twitter using all twenty-two. Like you don't know if like he was like the fifth player in that read or whatever the yeah. fuck. Go watch the Kenny Galladay tape and tell me what you think from week one because I think there's so many of those routes where he's just like giving up and I think that's why he was benched. I don't think it's a practicing. I honestly yeah. think this last game he looked like dog shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right, new segment that we will I probably this. not be keeping.
1: I hope we do though. But this stems, from, do. this stems from
0: this stems from this awesome tweet from NFL.com or NFL. At NFL on Twitter. They tweeted out on Monday Night Football after the games. Who is more him tonight?
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. That is so funny.
0: This is just such a hello, fellow kids tweet yes. from the NFL. I honestly, like I I understand like him, like what that is in like the vernacular. I will never use it. That's or like that to describe someone, but what we're gonna do him of the week.
1: <laughs> can I can I make a comment on it? Yeah, I I do think the him stuff is funny. I like, think it's funny when, when people, but like uh, when using people, it ironically. Is yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, using it ironically is funny.
0: This is like them thinking it's like
1: like I sent my uh, my friends back home a gr- like in a group chat and I'm like you know um what did I say? I was like oh I'm up like a unit in like bedding rooms. Like, I he's, him. he's him. If he's himothy chalamet. Yeah. he's like they're making all these jokes. I think those are funny. But like when you're tweeting out who's more him tonight, more him? that is hilarious. Like hello fellow kids nerdy bullshit but okay. all right who's
0: our him of the week who's your him of the week everyone have your own Hymn all right quinn's
1: week. getting
2: on the mic what does he got no i was just gonna say it, it's it's hard to like i mean i'm not gonna lie i've said him unironically okay like, it, like it's <laughs> it's hard to. it's kind of like lit like, yeah like i don't love yeah. saying lit anymore because that jumped the show i mean i guess that yeah. was hot for a second but like i i yes. cringe when i say that but like sometimes it just it slips out Mm-hmm. Or Austin, kind of like your how-fi-so-fi. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, fi, yeah. Like something like that. Like I, No offense, but mm-hmm. I, sometimes I say that, and I'm like, God damn it, why <laughs> fuck did I say that? Yeah. How so I feel, is like that? That's so kind of, I feel like that's kind of what him is now. No, so I it, like to say, no, it, I'm, I'm for it.
1: Yeah, it has gotten played a little bit. All right, who's right, your, you're saying who's the him of the week? Who's your him of the week? Dude, it's Tua. He's him. Tua that's, was your him he, of the week? He's him. You can't tell me him? him Tua him of Vailoa? <laughs> <laughs> Tua him of Vailoa? You're telling me he's not him?
0: Tua was You know
1: who's him? Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Mike McDaniel's, Mike, him, Haniel. Mike McDaniel's been him. He's been him. Uh, I'm trying to think of my. him. You came the up with this segment. You don't know who's him?
0: I'm, I well, I was trying to play off of your guys' hims of the week. Okay.
1: Well, I have, I have two of him of Iloa and, and Mike, him. Make, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Him, McDaniel.
0: Um, I'll go to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I'll, I'll do Jalen Ramsey was him of the week. Jalen Himsey? Jalen. <laughs> J. J. Him.
1: You have to. J him is terrible. Jalen Himsy is great.
0: Jalen Himsey. <laughs> him of the week. Quinn, Who was your him of the week? The pick, the pick him had was great.
2: Um, I will go with, and just because I watched it, Michael Parsons. Parsons mm. is like that, that was, him? I mean, shit. That was one of the more dominant defensive performances I've seen. Yeah, in, Mike him In... Yeah, Micah Micah Himson. Micah 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 Himson. I mean, he he was like he flat out wrecked that game by himself. <laughs> this is my least favorite yeah. and
1: favorite segment. At the same
0: he's time. he him. I think we're keeping the him power. He's him. Him of the week. I do think he's
1: him. Yeah,
0: all right, and that was him of the week. <laughs> That's good. Now on to take grades. We got one made that made the cut this week. Quinn, you got it queued up or take
3: grade?
2: What's my take grade? Speak pipe. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. sorry 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 sorry. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's hit it.
3: All right, Mike, I'm a Colts fan, you're a Packers fan. Right now, we are feeling the same pain. Now, Colts fans feel this pain every year. We always start off slow, and usually we are making a playoff push, oftentimes a playoff team. The Packers are in the same boat the past couple years, getting blown out week one, and it not really mattering. Except for the fact, and the same with the Colts, week one was against a divisional opponent, which brings me to my hot take divisional games should not be in the first half of the schedule. In fact, the first five games of the season should all be AFC versus NFC.
0: Ooh, I actually kind of like that. That's interesting. I I do like starting off outside of conference and then having like a stretch run at least. Maybe, maybe, Maybe you don't have to start all outside of conference. But like the last four games or last three games is a round robin in your division, mm-hmm. I think would be sweet to end it every year with divisional round robin to kind of have like, hey, if they if this team wins all three in the division, that team wins all three in the division. That would be sick. Be... If you
1: ended this, everyone ended the season with three division games. Yeah, that would be fire. I think
0: that would be great. That would be You sick. don't have to necessarily start the season AFC, NFC, although I like that idea, too. But then you don't get the sort of ebbs and flows of the season to compare conferences. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it all started
1: early in the season. Now this team's all hurt. But I like that for college football deference. though. Like college football, you're like, like yeah. Mich- you don't know Michigan, Ohio State until they play. Because like they just like that you, uh, that's always in rivalry week. That's always at the end. Mm-hmm. I feel like obviously you can't really create like the powerhouse rivalry thing. But if like, hey, we really won't know this division until the last three games, and that's when hopefully like you get the most experience and all that stuff. But that's also when maybe you have the most injuries. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's I like steak.
0: I'm going to go 80.7 because I don't think it's necessary, the AFC versus NFC. Yeah. But I do definitely think spurring the late season divisional games
1: worthwhile. That'd be very worthwhile. I, I think it's good. I think that's a good take. I, I'll go 80.8. Just give you a little bump. 80.8. Hey, <laughs> one-up me. <laughs> You're welcome. Perfect. All right, rookie stock report. Up and down. What, rookie caught your eye in a way so far? So I got to bring this up i think trayvon walker has looked really fucking good i mean i think he's like he's i think great against the run he looks great against the run and they're they're stunting a lot in Jacksonville this year yeah. and he is just i mean that's he did it at georgia that's and he's great. good at it like he is that jaguars defense i think is underrated and i think they got josh allen trayvon walker devon hamilton and i think Shaquille griffin and tyson campbell are like two good corners i, I i've been impressed Obviously, like, everyone's saying, like, the Colts offense looked like dog shit and the receivers were out. But I think the Jaguars' defense is, is better than we think. I think Trayvon Walkers look pretty good. They kind of did get carved by the commanders of the week before. Yeah. So you can't
0: really say that 28 points against Washington. Some of those were, like, some
1: really nice balls from Carson, though. And oh, those yeah, one you were, like, runs.
0: cake in your Carson Carson looked good.
1: Before. And yeah. he, then he killed me again. I hate him. I hate him. You
0: sound like Dan Um I thought this past week the linebackers were hot. I, I was – What I saw from Koi Walker, I talked about this on the Monday show, it's perfect fit for that defense. What I saw from Devin Lloyd, my God, Devin Lloyd was – the Devin Lloyd we saw at Utah. I think that's as big a dude in the middle of that defense, impactful a dude as Trayvon Walker even has been for them. In the middle, I just think he's much more of a playmaker. He had two pass breakups and a pick this past week. So impressed by I seen from him, and then Malcolm Rodriguez. A lot of these young linebackers, sixth rounder Malcolm Rodriguez. Now he can get, he can push around in coverage, and he's the kind of guy like he has to be on it, or else like if a, if a line, if an O lineman surprises him at second level, it can it can get bad. But he's on it. I mean, he plays so fast. So those three linebackers already haven't seen Nicobe Dean yet. Want to see Nicobe Dean? Need to see Nicobe Dean. But those three have been. Very, very
1: good. In my opinion. I, I was. I don't know where. I think the sacks for Aiden this past week probably shifted the de- defensive rookie of the year odds pretty significantly because sacks are just such a big component of that. But like Quay Walker, to me, man, has been really good. And I remember picking him as like maybe a surprise, you know, pick for defensive rookie of the year because I think he's going to rack up a lot of tackles. And I think that's been true. So um, if Aiden his sacks don't continue to rack up, I th- I still think there might be some yep. value on Quay right now. Aiden's plus two hundred. No other player is. Worse than plus plus a 1,000 on FanDuel. Damn. So it's like, Trayvon, Wa- or Trayvon Walker's at plus 1,200. Where can you even get Quay? Quay's plus 2,000. I don't know. I think about it. Not terrible. Now, now if Aiden, like, it's such a top-score production award. I would
0: probably, honestly, lean more towards Devin Lloyd at this point from what I've seen, because I think Devin's going to rack up tack, more tackles okay. in time, okay. because he's playing more. Quay's, only, Quay's coming off the field a lot in that defense. Okay. So, just a thought. Quay's only put 70 snaps for Quay, 119 for Devin Lloyd. So, Down, though, linebackers, the ones that are starting, those are the only three starting, by the way, at the linebacker position in the NFL, the rookie class. DTs have been, and I've said this before, DT's tough. Evaluating DT's head in the NFL, first year, the physicality difference is so massive. The entire rookie defensive tackle class has three total pressures. Jeez. Three total pressures. Two of them, you know who has the most? You know who has two of them? Take a guess. Mm,
1: i have no idea kurt
0: heinish notre dame legend
1: fuck you UDFA.
0: <laughs> he's played the most snaps of any rookie dt too that's why I, i'm saying houston's getting the number one overall pick he's playing 64 snaps for houston already but logan hall the top of the second rounder for the bucks 33.6 overall grade through two weeks yikes. he has not gotten he's a bit of pass rush specialist for them 43 sna- 49 snaps 43 of them pass rushes zero pressures yikes uh, obviously, Jordan Davis has been fine against the run, but on 24 pass rush snaps, zero pressures for him. Only other guy with the pressure in this class, Thomas Booker. I heard also a Houston Texan. So no one outside the Texans defensive tackles has a pressure. And then uh, Devontae, why can't you see the field for the Packers? 16 snaps,
1: so not great, Bob. I'm surprised with your up. You didn't say receivers this week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Drake, London. Drake London, Garrett Wilson. We go around. We Traylon go Burks around. Had easily had the best. It. You know, like Traylon Burks had the best game of his career, even though he didn't look, like, great. Yeah. Traylon At least he's get getting targets, won.
0: finally. I think he has, I think of his catches, he has one non-crossing route catch yeah. so far.
1: He's the highest-grade rookie kind of that of offense, for PFF. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's getting production.
0: Well. All right. On to first-round lock segment. Like an oldie but a goodie. It's a goodie. We're so early into the first round locks. I've already locked in Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. Any guesses as to who would you lock? Who would you lock in next after those two? Jalen Carter, the Georgia DT. Will how, Anderson. How are we up, not locking the QBs Bama next? Edge. Bryce Young. Well, just I pumped the brakes on the QBs. I don't always know. No, I Bryce you Young. You would go Bryce Young next. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go QB next. We're going to hold off on the QBs because I want to. I want to lock in the one who I think is going to be QB one first. So I'm going to go a different position. I'm going to go. And this one might be. I, I had I watched the tape, all the snaps here before this, just to really hammer it home. Peter Skaronski,
1: really the Northwestern
0: Northwestern offensive tackle. He's going to be a first rounder. Wow, lock it in. He has been awesome this year. He has been absolutely tremendous for Northwestern. Uh, I believe he hasn't allowed a single pressure this season, um, through three games, and not a good tackle class also going to help him out. I don't know if he's like top ten pick, but he's going to go somewhere in the first round plan the way he has uh no movie club we're gonna do movie club on monday uh, i thought austin hadn't seen it apparently he had but no movie club today because
1: wait so what the fuck I, I is movie club it. i have seen it and that makes me we can't talk about it
0: well i i didn't end up watching because i thought you weren't gonna have watched it so i was gonna move it to monday and so i'm gonna watch it tomorrow so that's concussion ending. it's concussion. good i've i've heard it's uh, decent
1: I, I i mean i think it's like i mean it's solid i think it's solid. okay
0: but we'll talk about that on monday so end it with this little would you rather action. We do this every week player unit random i'll start asking you two last year's ben Ro- player first last year's ben roethlisberger would you rather have him or this year's mitch trubisky
1: so this would you rather is essentially just another who's more him yeah okay so it's sort air- of <laughs> this it's, is less him so yeah so it's this year's mitch trubisky or last year's big ben yeah i'm taking last year's big ben it, Mr. Trubisky's looked like shit.
0: We said it couldn't get worse, right? We were and like, it oh, it has to be an upgrade.
1: Yeah, and it did. We I think it has. I would take last year's pick Ben.
0: I'm starting yeah. to think Ben might not have been as washed as, like, he was made out to be, and it was the offense, to a degree. But-
2: it, and the thing with guys like that, too, like Hall of Fame caliber players, like, there's a chance where you just get, like, like what Albert Pujols is doing right now. Yeah. He's been washed, but he just, like, he's going to hit 700 home runs because it's just – in he's some him. way, shape, or f- he's him. Yeah. He In some way, match. shape, or form, it's just it's still there. And like I think even if Ben was still hobbling along this year, like you might get
1: one or two games where like yeah,
2: it's just it's still there. You know. I, I think agree. The prob- I think
1: the problem, honestly, to keep bringing it back to this, is Mr. Trubisky has never been him. And I'd rather someone who's been him. That's before. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's a just that's a simpler, more eloqu- eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> Not even he
0: wasn't even him at North Carolina. No. No. Truthfully, you've never been him. He was always them. <laughs> All right, All
2: right, what's next? Quinn, what's yours? All right, um, I kind of I, well, – full disclosure, I didn't realize Austin was going to be on the show. Fair so right. this is this is actually good because you can kind of take this another way. I kind of was phrasing this to you, Mike, Garrett Wilson or Drake London, like almost as in I'm assuming you're going to relate that to the Packers. You know what I mean? Which one would you rather have? But mm. you, can, you can do it as a draft analyst. You can do it as a GM. Austin, you can do it as a Raids fan. Mm. Take one, it whichever way you want.
0: This one's tough, right? I, I – I rank Drake London higher, so I was a touch worried about Garrett Wilson, just like the size, um, physicality aspect, where like I wasn't obviously with Drake, he has, has those things. I might go with Garrett Wilson now. Me too. From what I've seen early on in his career, he's just where the game's trending, right? And, and not to say London's not, London's going to be super valuable, and I think he's was underrated, even though he went wide receiver one, uh, as a prospect. But yeah, I still do think Garrett Wilson was like the most physically gifted receiver in that class. I just had concerns about his game a little bit, but they are obviously unfounded. He's been electric, so I'm going to go Garrett Wilson.
1: I, I think I'd go Garrett Wilson too, which like I don't love because you're kind of you're shifting in a pre-draft opinion off like two games. But they were 10th and 14th in the draft. True, so true. Close. But I think the, no, they were 13th and 14th. They're right back to back. What you've seen though from Wilson, I think, is what's been good, and I think this is the biggest thing with any rookie is like, are you seeing the same? Levels of suddenness and same levels of ability against better competition. I think you are seeing that. Like I think yes, Garrett, Garrett, Wilson, Garrett, Garrett Wilson's like red zone touchdown this week where he just gives him the pitter-patter and, and creates a lot of separation. To be fair, that
0: was a rookie. That was also a rookie. That was Martin Emerson. But, yeah. It's
1: still, it's still sick to see the same shit that he was doing in college yes. in the NFL. I think the consistency, I think, is is uh, people question it, right? Like, would he look the mm-hmm. same? Would he be able to create the same separation with, you know, bigger, faster people? And I, I think you're seeing it. Yeah.
0: So they were 13th, 14th. So I'm allowed to flip that when it's flip that it.
1: close. Flip it.
0: All right. My unit staying at the wide receiver position. Would you rather have the 2020 Ohio state wide receiving core, which was Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, and Jackson Smith, and Jigba, or I believe it's the 2019. Then Alabama wide receiver core, which was Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, who was back on the football field. As we saw, I saw, is that real? I don't know if that was, I don't think that I don't think that was, I real. think that was, I was real. really
1: upset. You sent me that text. Yeah.
0: On. Um, we're not going to play that TikTok. Please don't. Uh, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Um, gosh, I'm blanking on uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. Which one would you rather have?
1: Bama. Really?
0: The speed. I think Waddle's the best of that bunch.
2: I thought Jerry Judy was going to be a lot better receiver than he's just. He's so not skinny. bad,
0: but dead like, dead physicality. I
2: thought he was yeah. like surefire the next like goat. He just can't not, not perfect, goat, man. but just like the next really, like Amari Cooper. Yes. He's he also just just know like, he was just gonna be like that
1: guy's a stud. I'm starting to fade like inefficient feet. Like I, I think he's kind of dancy a little bit, and like there's, I, I like, I like you know. See so Garrett like, Wilson though. Yeah, and Garrett yeah. Wilson has inefficient feet, and that's kind of I think why I was fading him against you know in the yeah. pre-draft opinion too. So like, I don't know.
0: I, I will say I do think Judy's just like a little fragile, and that's not good. Yeah, it keeps being something with them. And I don't think those guys like that with his build, I'm not sure it ever goes away. He's not um, him. He, he, he might, not him. Him. might not be him. I, I will say, though, I think the all-around ability of Ohio State might be better. Like, all those guys can do every level of the field. But Jalen Waddle and Roddick's is so insanely fast. That's tough. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go Alabama. I'll go 29 I have I can I can I get in on this I know you guys prep questions can I go back to a player and then give a unit yeah what do you want I'll I'll do a player Quinn you do a unit and then I'll do my unit player for the next 10 years okay Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow oh no don't make me that one's tough no it's not tough
0: it's Joe Burrow wow okay Joe Burrow Quinn do, do I need to? <laughs> yeah.
2: are you really gonna ask? Me I think that it's question? tough, though. I think it's tough. You saw that Trevor Lawrence pregame speech. I, the pre- <laughs> that was honestly like that was in my head.
1: <laughs> the pregame speech was rough. I think the pregame speech swag. was rough. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna be fucking awesome, though. I think it's gonna be a close. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close.
0: I, I agree. I, I do think it's the personality stuff that sways me. Yeah, I, I, like Burrow's just—he's gonna, gonna do what it takes. Mm-hmm. He's gonna delete social media. He's gonna become him he is He is.
1: all right <laughs> I, we can't say it again please. what's your
0: unit what's your unit Glenn?
2: can't make that promise um so i'm taking this off the field mm. um the like brown i don't know what they're called but like the browns dog like municipal. not no because no. that's yeah. like the section in the stadium i mean i'm sure there's a lot of dog pound members that tailgate in the municipal lot but like the browns muni lot versus uh, Bills Mafia, like whatever, whatever it's called, where they tailgate. Mm. So Bills Mafia, like, would you rather tailgate that's with Bills question. Mafia or the the Browns diehards in the mutiny?
0: with lot? Uh, where the Deshaun Watson effigy is? Oh my god! Did yeah, you put this on yeah. that podcast? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think I, I wasn't can't put that I,
2: one not necessarily with those people because I think okay. that's kind of isolated. But yeah. like I've seen. There was a video maybe like four or five years ago where a guy like dunked his head in a bucket of piss mm. for like 800 bucks. That was me. Same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, like same type of stuff that Bill's Mafia does. So which
0: one would you rather? I think I'd rather have I the Mafia
1: right now. I mean, the Mafia is vibing. Yeah, that's right now, yeah.
0: Mafia. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think Bill's Mafia too, just because yeah. like the wing fat like they probably mm. have, all have wings it's great at great. tailgates. Take. It's a great take. You know? Yeah.
2: They seem a lot more like, and I guess a lot of it has to do with your team's win loss record but they seem a lot more like jovial and welcoming Yeah, Whereas, a good word. from what I've heard from like the Muni lot
0: stuff
1: that can get a little threatening
2: almost right. what,
1: is, what
0: is what does Cleveland even have from a culinary perspective here poop like all of them like pinks hot dogs is that their thing what's their they had like a hot dog thing throw up vomit I don't know what's vomit dogs Cleveland I mean since he's got Skyline. Buffalo, like Buffalo having wings is like, that's don't a great compare.
1: Team. I'm just saying any Ohio city to anything else. Okay? So,
0: just <laughs> okay. Take it easy. dude. You're leaving. You're you're got your wish, right? All right. I got <laughs> it.
2: Hey, I got another one while we're looking this up. Yeah. Hey Austin, yeah. Buffalo or Cincinnati. You got to live in one for the next five years. Where are you picking? Uh,
0: Buffalo probably sucks.
1: <laughs> so dude, you're making a lot of friends here on this. I, I might, I might, I don't know. I've never been to Buffalo. So I might go Cincinnati over Buffalo. For familiarity and i think it's probably colder in buffalo i don't know if i yeah, can fuck it probably that. is colder in buffalo uh, i'm looking up i got my unit. iconic cleveland foods okay what's your unit the group of players that do call run pass for russell wilson or a group of players that don't call run pass for russell wilson who do you want on the team? <laughs> <laughs> do you want them or, do you want the players that are like yeah i got you we're calling it or would you rather have the guys like dude what the fuck is this guy doing
0: I want the guys that say, "Dude, what the fuck is this game?" <laughs> it's, 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 it's
1: literally the at, only
2: take. I want not followers. You you want leaders. the you want the guys that have self awareness. Yes. yes, it's the most important per, uh, quality a person can have, if, and if, that's the people that I want to hang out. If
1: with. If Russell Wilson is asking players on my team to call run pass, and there's a handful of like, "You got it, run!" I want those guys cut. I want them cut. I I, I don't want those guys. So it, okay. those, that's not an edge in the NFL. There's no way. Do you think that's an edge in the NFL? No. Do you think, like, in the no, NFL? there's zero no There's no way.
0: They would do it. Like, people, they would have done it already. Right. People would do it if it was. But there's no way you can hear him. Um, I have source inside the Seahawks building that says, he did it with Seahawks, too. He does it every week. This is his thing. He's, <sighs> he's
1: a leader. I, I, I remember getting called out for calling Russell Wilson cringy when that first, well, not with the first, but one of the mic'd up things came out. And, like, you could just hear just how, like, Ingenuine, his leadership sounds, and everyone flamed me for never playing the league. You don't know what cringy is. Yeah. I have only uh, been vindicated. I've only people, been vindicated.
0: That that the amount of blowback I got for just we posted like a TikTok about his fake handshakes coming out for practice, and I'm just like, you got blowback for that? Yeah. How? That looks terrible. Everyone was like, he's
1: just living his best life. I'm like, dude, stop. All right. If anyone does that, they're that's not that's I'm I don't I don't want to emulate that. I okay. wish
2: i had the video queued up because like when they yell pass <laughs> it's so like they're like pass. like it's so deflated like, no one wants to look like, that dumb no i know us i deal. know it's it's so forced and deflated it's it's not i mean you can see it in their face and hear it in their
1: voice yeah. it's not good plus the people who are reading pass run on the field have better tells and better angles on like the guard play and stuff like that to actually know if it's runner pass whereas you're like at the sideline angle and like you're not you're calling pass like after the quarterback's like setting up to drop whereas like linebackers are trying so to react to like pulling guards and shit like that.
0: If, the, if you're listening at that level of football, if your cue is coming from the sideline, you are already fucked.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: You're already fucked. Okay. Um, if
1: you're blitzing and you're just waiting until Russell Wilson calls pass and you're like ready, no. wait, I got to get back to my drop. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Last one. Random. Uh, if you're not a fan of any team going would you rather tailgate and go to the national championship game, college national championship game, or the Super Bowl? The tailgating and where going is it? being, say you whatever your ideal location is to go. Let's uh, let's say it's in, it's in Phoenix. Both of them. Yeah, that's your ideal location to go.
1: I don't know. Okay, regardless. I, I was trying to think you guys shit on Phoenix. Too? I was just thinking of one where they both. <laughs> he are doesn't at. like any city.
0: I think they like. I was thinking of one where they've both been or both
1: will be playing. Well, at, so. Um, I have another qualifying question. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Is your budget the same? Like, if you do, you, are you going to spend the same amount of money? Either yes. Way? Yes. Man, I think I go For, Super Bowl then. Okay. I I think Super Bowl Super Bowl is going to be more expensive, and I'm going to spend as much as I, you know, because like everything's just more expensive with where the Super Bowl goes. I think I go Super Bowl, and the the whole week is like a fucking event. I I would, I would go Super Bowl. I'm just saying day of. You're just oh, just day day of, day just of. Day
0: of tailgate splash, splash mm. go to game. Just day game of, day I
1: might
4: experience. go championship.
1: Just day of, I think I go championship. Because the tailgate team's is probably going to be lit or fight or him. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, again, like,
2: I feel like location plays a big part in it. Yeah. Because, like, I, I remember uh, there were a lot of Bengals fans complaining in L.A. You couldn't tailgate really anywhere yeah, yeah, around the stadium. There because they really have, a like, yeah. security that, like, shuts that down. And I don't know. Maybe they do that for the national championship game, too. But, no, yeah, yeah I mean, you could. The national championship game got wild last year. If you okay, then yeah, maybe championship game. game. Although I like I like pro so much better than college, though.
0: I know that's the thing. It's like I,
2: I would I, enjoy I, I think the I'm going Super Bowl, Bowl. more. Yeah. Being Plus, I'd just be able to say I went in to the, the Super game. Bowl. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good take. tailgate of a Natty would yes. be fun. I, I think a, I lean Super Bowl myself, but I, with the tailgate added, it, it is a close call. Because I just don't think a Super Bowl tailgate is going to pop off. You have so, like literally over half the stadium are not best invested in the game. You know, you just don't have the same energy as a national championship game where it's like 50-50 split and those people are going nuts. So, that one's tough. I think yeah, I think it's lean Super Bowl though. All right, Quinn, what's yours?
2: All right, sort of similar vein. Um, we're not spring chickens anymore. We're kind of of the age where everybody's getting married. Um, so you're going on a lot of bachelor parties, um, trying to decide maybe which ones you don't want to go to, playing a bachelor party, stuff like that. And it always seems like there's two two sort of main locations, at least, like, for people in this area of the world. Yeah. So not Austin, because he's leaving. Um, but it's either, like, Vegas or, like, a beach. Uh, so what would you, like, if you're going to a bachelor party, Vegas or beach?
1: I have, my, my take on bachelor parties, and I've had some, I've been doing some consulting services on the side for people who are soon to get married. I think if you are wanting to spend a fuckload of money and just do unruly club stripper events with the boys, Vegas or Nashville is like where you're going to have to go. Cause I think that's the best place. Nashville to spend is the money. other one that yeah.
2: was again, especially in this area. Like it's, but it's if, almost jumped the shark.
1: But if your priorities in your bachelor party is like, I just want to be somewhere with my guys, drink some beers and tell some stories. Like don't spend money on Vegas then like, don't go to Vegas if you're just looking to hang with the fellas. Go, like, rent a cabin in some bumfuck town in Ohio and, like, have a, have a ball. But if you're like, no. no, the number one priority of my bachelor party is I want to, like, do some crazy, crazy stay up all night type of stuff, then I think it's worth spending a ton of money in Vegas.
0: I, I think Vegas is a very overrated bachelor party um, destination. It's a terrible take. What? I just think it's a logistical nightmare to get a bunch of people in Vegas doing the same thing because there's so much to do. People are going to want to do different stuff. I, I I don't, I think beach bash party all day, every day. I don't think it's close. Okay. And but you hey, don't want to like force people to be like, hey, spend a G for me on my bachelor party. Yeah, no, I, the money thing is the biggest thing. The money thing is the biggest thing.
2: Have you looked at beach houses lately? They're like, like the even like an Airbnb is like $3,000 a night. So you got to split 300, but like you can get a, like a solid ass hotel room in Vegas yeah. for $150, 175 Dude, when bucks. we went
1: to Vegas, the PFF crew, how many dudes were we with? Like eight? Yeah. that, ho- that was electric. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that hotel
2: like- we stayed in was real sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Don't bring up that hotel. That hotel was fine.
2: <laughs> but you was- could stay there for 50 bucks. Exactly. You could go. What was, so what the, was the name was of that called? hotel, Quinn? Mardi Gras. Mardi,
1: Mardi, Mardi Gras. If you go to Vegas, tell, tell them AG sent you. Mardi Gras will get you a nice deal. That was fun though. It was. It smells yeah. like cigs. Every room smells like cigs. It is, it's Smoking, non-smoking at it's six. It's built on a foundation of cigarettes. Right, I need a random. You got one? Mm. I don't know. This is always the hardest one to come up. Yeah, with. I, I, yeah, I, and especially that I know this segment existed. Um, keg, or like 150 beers. I mean, always keg. Always. Keg. I thought you were
0: gonna go like keg or like jungle juice and. Okay, Keg or, Keg or Jungle Juice? 22. Jungle Juice is like a young man's game, though. Keg or, Keg or... I'm trying to think of, like, a tailgate.
1: What else would you put at a tailgate? Bloody Marys. A Bloody Mary station. Okay. Still Keg. I still go Keg. I Kegs think Bloody, always, Bloody Marys are overrated. Mar- are even. Bloody
2: Marys are awesome, but if you have more than two, like... You're in a bad place. Yeah, you need to go buy Tums immediately.
3: <laughs> you probably need to I got to go, go buy them after one. <laughs>
0: yeah. So... Cakes are just like a different energy that I very much enjoy. Plus draft beer is just better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Tap beer. You want
2: to hear a crazy take? Yeah. Oh no. I prefer cans to like oh. bottles and draft. Oh That's I know. A savage. It's take. bizarre. That's I know disgusting.
1: I will say I hate bottles. My brother drinks exclusively bottles. That's that's a bad take. Bottles are easily the worst. Bottle stick. It's 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 draft, cans, cans. Beer, bottles. Bottles.
2: Okay. I'll take cans to
0: bottles. And actually, worst are aluminum pints. Aluminum pints stink. What the fuck is an aluminum twist pint? a twist-off cap. Like a, oh, those, a, an NFL a stadium beer. Yeah, those stadium beers Those suck.
1: Those suck. <laughs> All
0: right. There's your show. We got Cynthia Freeland now on to talk about. <laughs> did,
1: did, can you get some of these takes? Can we get Cynthia on some of
3: these takes? Yeah,
0: she wants. <laughs> Go
1: ahead. Uh, yeah, Cynthia, what do you think about
0: the Vegas versus Beach Bash party? <laughs> no, we're going to talk about uh, surprise teams so far this season in a good and a bad way compared to her preseason projections, as well as wide receiver value in the NFL. Make sure you guys check it out. And we'll be back. I am joined now by Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network's analytics expert. You can see her every Sunday on NFL Network's NFL Game Day morning at 9 a.m. Cynthia, how are you doing this week?
4: listen next time you have me on here you just email me directly or call me directly. you have my phone number you don't need to ask the person there like just ask me yourself
0: I enjoyed doing that intro actually I enjoyed that for sure and I wanted to talk win totals per- with you because you had this wind projection article two weeks ago I did my wind projections and now they don't mean anything because the, so they- the, the two weeks has thrown them completely in the garbage so I want to talk the teams that have surprised you most uh, and i want to go through and power rank most in a good way and most in a bad way so let's start with three teams here however you want to order them they have surprised you most in a good way so far through two weeks
4: okay so i'm from michigan and i think if you're from michigan and you're a Lions fan you automatically just assume the worst no matter what so even with the hard knocks and everyone being like oh we love the lot whatever i am actually very pleasantly surprised that this offense is even more impressive than you know I thought we thought they'd be better I think we you and I both sort of agreed that their O-line was significantly better I didn't have a lot of faith in the defense and I think we've seen like Aiden Hutchinson really did take that step forward I mean two sacks in this last game is a big deal and they looked really good against the commanders okay I get it it's there's an asterisk there it's the commanders but I don't know, when you're from Michigan and you just see this, you grow up being like, oh, I'm just going to be disappointed. And then anytime the math even supports the Lions, I'm like, oh, come on. So I think that they've probably surprised me the most in a good way from it. To, I don't know, because my gut's always like, they're not going to win.
0: Yeah, You picked <laughs> against them. You the, One of your picks of the week this week was the commanders to upset them on the road. How are you going to go? How are you going to do them like that?
4: I mean, listen, I do all these things blind. Like, trust me, if I didn't pick them blind, I would just pick, like, with my heart every week. Like, it's it's wild. So no, I, do. it I would never out. pick, you know, I would have picked the Jets over the Browns That with my heart. Math did not support that. And then it happened. So maybe I should go with my <laughs> different strategy. But I think over the long term, like, less emotion is probably the way to keep doing
0: it yeah I had the Lions at number three in my power rankings of surprise teams and yeah obviously they lost week one but like they kept it close against the Eagles who look who are higher even on my list of the surprise teams than them but this offense is I I wasn't expecting this offense you know I I was DeAndre Swift had kind of a different disappointing start to his career obviously Amon Ross St. Brown had electric end to last season but it's like oh he's a slot receiver and what else do you have for me I Wait. think Jared Goff's been very good. O-Line's been very good, despite being a little banged up, and DeAndre Swift. So. Jeff
4: Okuda. Jeff Okuda. I mean, good, goodness gracious. Like, this guy, if you look to see how many snaps you do this, because you do all the draft stuff. Yeah. You saw he barely played at Ohio State. Drafted really, really high. Obviously, you know, top three. And then hasn't been on the field at all. But it seems like, you know, when he's healthy, it kind of works. Who knew? Yeah, you know get, get a good corner life's better when you, have, when you yeah.
0: have a better corner i think only 63 yards for kuda through two weeks he had that more, more double that in week one of his rookie season so he looks a little different here and yeah. anyone else who surprised you in a good way so far um, this
4: season? i mean I, I think i'm probably surprised at just how good the eagles are i think you kind of nailed it like you know i we thought they would be good and then i thought if i'm honest i thought that they would be the beneficiary of a favorable schedule. And they probably still are. Like, let's be honest, they probably, like, this is, they, they have a, their schedule coming up is pretty cakey. So, you know, I thought that they wouldn't look so strong against more difficult opponents. But we saw against the Vikings, who are a difficult opponent, that they had it figured out. I mean, big plays, Slay, former Lion, mm-hmm, that's how they work. They actually work better when they leave Detroit. That's, that's <laughs> just a fact. usually um but uh you know that was to to shut down justin jefferson in that way now i understand let's talk about Kirk cousins against the blitz not great and whatever happens to him when it's a primetime game i like it's not like it, it, there's no logic for it but i'm it's just it's incredible how differently he plays i don't know if that's good english but how he plays is wild so you know i, I think the eagles are very you know, I'm I'm glad I picked them to win the division, especially now that unfortunate injuries happened to the Cowboys. But you know, very very interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's and with the Eagles, I think you hit the nail on the head there with their schedule, right? Like as much as as impressive as they were the previous two weeks, those were two teams that were below 500 a year ago. You know, those the Vikings, the Lions were not playoff teams, and, and like are even right now considered borderline to make the playoffs. Even if so. And the rest of their schedule, like, they're not going to face one that you can for for sure say is, like, going to be in the playoff conversation for a while. Probably the Packers, like, in Week 10. Or is is that Week 10? Packers in the end of November. They got the Commanders, the Jaguars, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Steelers. Like, it really is kind of a cakewalk for them.
4: Yeah. I mean, and one thing we do have to, like, I will say the Jags, I was proud of them, too. Like, that you, you brought up the Jaguars. Like, I think, you know, that could be one of the, they could be one of those teams. I'm not suggesting they're going to be contending, like although the AFC South is like not good, but just in general. But I, I was really like, they had a really good game plan. They had a really good strategy for making sure that Matt Ryan didn't, I mean, the stunts, like the way that they orchestrated the defense, like really solidified that. Like I was, I, I'm not going to go so far as to be like, the Jags are back. They're going to like, I'm not, I'm not that, but I, I was actually very pleasantly surprised in both matchups that the strategy was just a lot better, right? Like just, gee, who would have thought you get rid of Urban Meyer and you get a better strategy? Like a Super Bowl winning proven coach, whatever, but so. Yeah,
0: I don't think he could have gotten worse, you know? Like I I don't think they could have possibly. So I I do think though, you hit the nail on the head, it's underrated their defense right now. Like everyone wants to talk Trevor Lawrence, everyone wants to talk Christian Mm -hmm. Kirk. Those were the headliners this off season. This defense is much different. Obviously shutting out the Colts. Yes, Colts have their strongest offensively, but like I, I just think from a talent perspective, they look much, much improved,
4: much stronger. But I, again, the strategy, like like I said, those yeah. stunts, like maybe that's like the Matt Ryan stopper right there, right? Like is like it's it's you. If you look back and you're like, hmm, like what happens every, and it it's like they you know they found a good trend. They've got a really strong analytics department there too, so it's kind of not a surprise they brought the people over from Philadelphia, even with Eugene leaving. So. It's 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 a it's a smart team.
0: So I I my number one team for the most surprising in a good way, is the Buffalo Bills, and I picked them to make the Super Bowl, and I think I know you did too. But mm-hmm. I did you expect this? I mean, you had them as the highest win total uh, coming to season if anyone in the NFL, eleven point seven projected wins. Did you expect this level of dominance? Because I, I did not truthfully. Like they handled two good teams. And it wasn't close.
4: With you, I was shouting at them last night to like stop showing us different offensive looks because I spent the preseason with them, and Ken Dorsey just has like, you know, look, it's when you have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and typically Gabe Davis, who obviously didn't play last night, but and Dawson Knox, like you can kind of create like this video game and be like, let's see, like he's playing Madden with us. Like he's he's playing Madden. But I'm like don't put it all on film yet. This is a really good team. Their corners obviously are young, especially with Dane Jackson. He appears to be okay, but having gotten hurt and Tredavis White not being back. So th- not every team is just going to like, they're not going to be able to do like what 72 to whatever the score was like the outscoring their past two opponents. But you know, I'm like, I'm like temper it down. Like I did expect big things. You're right. They have exceeded these expectations, but you know, I, I don't even think we've started to see what, the defense is capable of doing once they get healthier, So, which will be great because they've got some hard games coming up. Remember week six, they've got the rematch with the Kansas City Chiefs. They, their schedule isn't cake. And actually, I think that the the Dolphins game this weekend could be an interesting one because they haven't really been the victim of a few big plays against them. Right out Cooper Cup had some nice plays against, but but nothing like we've seen possible from the Tyreek Hills of the world and what we saw from Tua and Tyreek last week against the Ravens. Although I will say asterisks there, the Ravens secondary was not was totally hurt. So mm-hmm. again, it's still Tyreek though.
0: Yeah, if we do see the same like dominance from the Bills against this Dolphins offense that's I mean, playmakers everywhere we can we get back it in now i mean we get we can just go right to the afc championship game because th- this team looks <laughs> that good at the moment let's go to the flip side of the coin though let's go yep. to teams that have disappointed you that, that you had high expectations for your model had high expectations for and have yep. so far fallen flat on their face who stands out to you in that regard
4: i mean i don't know i, I had this team as a wild card team but They – I mean, they should have beaten the Steelers. That was the wildest game that the Bengals – I mean, the Bengals' defense played really well week one despite a wild loss. I mean, five turnovers, including four interceptions, thrown by Joe Burrow is just not something that you would have imagined happening against a rebuilding, retooling Steelers situation. So that one – that. That was disappointing. And then not not to take anything away from Cooper Rush, because you know, he had a nice win against the Vikings as well. But, you know, the the Dolphins defense or sorry, the the Cowboys defense shouldn't have been that big of a problem for Joe Burrow. And like that one was a little bit that's been confounding just because honestly, it's more because of Joe Burrow than anything else that I'm that I'm a little surprised that they're owing to. I I I was I was a little shocked and their, their offense kind of, they did two separate things. Week one, they kind of, the defense has actually played well in both outings, not, not supremely, but like well, right. And the first week there were all those turnovers and your defense just gets hosed by that defense kept you in that game. Second game, there's such a conservative game plan against the Cowboys. I I was just very confused by that. So it's, it's just two different ways of losing, which is, mm-hmm. it's just a like, you, like usually, you lose like one way, right? Like not, you know. Like, hey, let's well, change our identity, hey, right? Well, if now. you ask
0: anyone in Cincinnati, they know they have a lot of different ways of losing around here, and have done so <laughs> I'm a Lions over family. the years. Get it. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, they're still not what I would say is the most disappointing team. Oh, they're not the most disappointing.
4: Like, I'm building it up. Oh, here. building
0: it up. Okay, we we'll keep going. Who keep, who's who's been more disappointing than them, too?
4: Well, you have to look at. I mean, the Rams you're coming off of super bowl high and they didn't just lose to the bills that was a butt kicking like they didn't lose like i you know it was uncompetitive ever. Yeah. and then you almost allow the falcons to make a huge comeback and the falcons are a rebuilding team not one that i have a strong win total projection for for the season and it, it didn't seem like they had the the like the like fatigue set in. It didn't seem like they had a good plan to play all four quarters against them. I think that's disappointing when you pay all of, like, the amount of money that they spent on it, this team is just mind-boggling. And you've got the very best player in all of football and Aaron Donald. Like, if you, you know, look at the difference between, like, the next closest person at his position, like, like you shouldn't, this shouldn't be it shouldn't be that the Falcons like almost complete a comeback on you when they have, when they're number one wide receivers sitting at home.
0: Yeah, the the, the Falcons you have them as you had them as the second lowest projected team heading into the season, and I still right. agree with that. Like they still aren't that good. Not great, no. But for the Rams to hang around with them into the fourth quarter and, and get blown out by a team that you know realistically you're going to have to beat, or a team of that caliber, you're going to have to beat en route to another Super Bowl. I, I do have to agree that the Rams are in trouble still haven't mentioned yep. my number one team though so I'm curious is if you have your any is your more. number
4: one the Broncos
0: my number one's the Tennessee
4: Titans oh I had a little higher See,
0: expectations than maybe most of the Titans then
4: yeah um yeah okay look the the Titans are gonna do what the Titans do like they just stopped playing last night like they, like they were they were like okay like it counts as one in the loss column whether we lose but I mean look it's it they got embarrassed of course but mm. They're not going to show you anything else. Variable smart with that. Now they'll come back and have some. It's just going to look different. They're, they're The Titans will probably end up winning the damn division. Like that's what's going to happen. Like it's it's the division's not great. Let's be honest. I mean, I think the Colts might be the most one of the most disappointing teams. Yeah. They're on my list too. Like how do you have that bad of a t- like that? How do you play this poorly with Jonathan Taylor? With I mean, I understand there was no Michael Pittman Jr. last game, et cetera, but like how do you but, but at the Titans, you got Derrick Henry. They neutralized Derrick Henry like very quickly last night. They being the Buffalo Bills, and then they kind of couldn't get their mojo back. And what's going on with Ryan Tannehill? They'll start Tannehill again. It's not turned into Malik Willis' team. It's just not the bills are really really good and the titans are like all right well we still have the entire afc south so like all you have to do is make it to the playoffs and this kind of team is actually a nightmare for a team like the bills come playoff time once we all know who each other Mm -hmm. are right like the bills have this early lead because they have a lot of continuity and they have a lot of really good players they they're kind of in this prime position and they have the right quarterback like that formula is pretty successful all around right and then you look at and by the way the bill schedule after we after their eighth game i think they have a week 7 bye but after the packers the bill schedule becomes very easy so maybe they won't be in prime form anymore who knows right like things change but the the titans will i think They'll pick it up. They just always do. Like that. That's how these Vrabel, I mean, Justin Simmons is playing his ass off. Like there's a lot of, yeah. Kevin Bayard is really underrated. Like safe, safety play is becoming more and more important. All of these AFC quarterbacks have big splits against man versus zone coverage. So if you have good safeties, like that really does help you out.
0: So I want to follow that up by saying what what of those disappointing teams has or do you think has the best chance of turning it around and which of the disappointing teams are you like actually pushing the panic button on this isn't ship isn't going to be right anytime soon The
4: Broncos aren't going to be righted. At the, the Broncos I, the Broncos I think you know they had big expectations bringing Russell Wilson in and if you look at like in their defense I mean now you've got Pat Sertan's banged up and Justin Simmons is not playing for four games like like, that's really hard to come back from in AFC West where things are just so slim. The the Raiders, I don't know. Who, I didn't have – I had them fourth in the division. A lot of people had them a lot higher up. I don't think they're going to be able to come back. They're horrible schedule for them. They've got, like, four away games. And or they've got, like, a month of away games with, like, one home over six weeks, something crazy like that. And then um, I don't – the Colts and the Titans, it's between the two of them. One of them has to win the division. It's not going to be the Texans, and it's not going to be the Jags. And so we'll have – like – I tend to favor teams with really strong O lines. So I guess that means I like I'm on the Colts a little bit, but it just feels like Vrabel Titans with that with the Justin Simmons situation, like maybe I don't know. One of those yeah. two.
0: <laughs> they're they're both so flawed. And, and the Colts like O line's just not what it was like, It's two not, years but... ago, which is the other problem. Like someone's gonna take that division. It could be like eight and nine. It's gonna be rough.
4: And then they'll win their, their wild card game. Yeah. you know what I mean. Because they'll like play like someone who was in the AFC West, who's like, "We just played a gauntlet of teams to get here. What are you doing?" And then it'll be like, and know, like...
0: upset in like a thirteen to ten game. <laughs>
4: that's what it's. I'm calling it yeah. now. I don't even know who the teams are. That's like but the, that's that feels like works. the
0: Ravens losing that game, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Sadly, but all right, let's get to another thing. You had, you wrote an article about wide receivers switching teams and how yes. the first few games of a wide receiver doesn't necessarily predict on a new roster or in a new situation doesn't necessarily predict how they're going to play the rest of the season can you expound on that a little bit for the listeners there?
4: yeah so what i did was i looked over the past like i looked over 35 years and then it ended up becoming that we run so much fewer wow we pass so much more how about that we pass a lot more often now so like the percentages were just so different right like you you got like such a different bump in the 90s as you did in the 2000s, even in the 10s, whatever. So um, I, I kind of narrowed it down. I wanted to look at like the TOs moving people like that to see, because I heard remembered game, you know, you remember when TO was first an Eagle and that three games against the Giants, like or three touchdowns in the first game against the Giants, that, that kind of stuff. So I was like, what what happens? And so I looked to see what are the coverages like against these like premier wide receivers who go to a different team and you know they what how long does this like bump happen because they don't really know how to is going to fit in philadelphia or they don't really know how you know for example aj brown's gonna fit in philadelphia again right so it tends to be over the over the course of obviously look like there's averages here because you know some teams you play the bills in week one and some teams play you know the not bills in week one, right? I don't want to insult anyone. So, so it's, um, you know, it's, it's difficult, but it seems like about almost, you almost get like a full three games of a head start. The coverages are different. Now it really helps if you have a really strong number two receiver or tight end that catches passes, etc. so that you have like this effect of like Jalen Waddell gets a little bit of an uptick because Tyreek Hill is there, or Devonta Smith gets a big, a little uptick because of uh, AJ Brown. Although I'm, I, Devontae Smith, I'm not willing to call him like a – like I don't know where I – what I think of him yet, right? He's just
0: – You're too.
4: You just got to pump the brakes a little bit. It seems good, but just just be be disciplined. Um, So it, it tends to be about three full games if your quarterback, if your nucleus of your team is kind of the same and you add the wide receiver. Sometimes for the opposite situation, it can be like a little weirder. So like I looked at also like the Michael Pittman situation, getting Matt Ryan, and you don't get as big of a bump from the from a different quarterback now if you got a totally stylistically different quarterback then it the the results are different but you have to remember like pocket passers versus like true rushing threats like that that didn't there weren't as many true rushing threat quarterbacks in the past as there are now so you know some of that is the same but if you're the the team that the wide receiver goes to typically gets a bump
0: did you look at all because I think it's the other side of the coin that interests me probably more about the teams that lost those wide receivers and how they were impacted the next season.
4: Yeah. So the only problem is that some of those teams had really crappy quarterbacks. So it felt like they were maybe gearing up for not, okay, not crappy. They were not, the premier court, not as good. Whatever you could say, so crappy. like we, we'd say crappy on this show. No, I'm just you know whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. um But uh you know, there didn't have they were more in like rebuilding modes or retooling modes. It wasn't like like mm. it, it's rare to see like what we've seen with both Devonte Adams and with Patrick Mahomes losing tyree Hill, like Aaron Rodgers. Like, it, that's more that's more of the rarity as opposed to the opposite. The wide receiver market has like exploded. There's been some changes to that. I think. And IL has something to do with that. And kids now probably staying in college for a little while longer. So, you know, ultimately I think it's just like a a function of the times, but you know, you don't see that as much. It, it, it does. It, it typically takes about like, it's funny because on the team that loses the wide receiver, it was almost two games. So it's like one game more for the the team that gained the wide receiver, but it's two games of bad for until you not bad, but errant data, like anomaly data for, for the teams who lost. So Aaron Rodgers should be should be leveling out pretty soon. And Patrick Mahomes probably already is, but leveling out pretty soon.
0: Do you think this is the start of a trend, all three of those wide receivers moving of the course of the offseason? Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Tyree Kill. Or do you think teams like the Titans and the Packers are going to regret it so much with how their offenses look this year that teams are going to be more unwilling to really depart ways with that number one type of wide receiver in the future?
4: I think we're in a bubble and I think the bubble will be done in like two, three years. I think this, like, cause what I think is happening, this is my premise is that because of NIL, the good wide receivers are going to stay in college longer. And cause they get paid more money in college than they do in their, on their rookie deal often. Right? Like if you're really, really good, that can happen. So I think we're in a little bit of that, like we're writing the ship in terms of how NIL impacts the NFL. So I think after that, then, you know, we'll we'll start to see things level and normalize out. But I think because of the explosion in salary situation for wide receivers, I don't think you're going to see. I think eventually you'll see it leveling off. But I think the teams that decided to invest in these big wide receiver names now were really thinking about two, three years and the opportunity for them to 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 kind of um, you know be able to take advantage of when these good wide receivers finally come back out. Then we'll we'll get them now. You know that like miami was like we must win now we have to figure it out right as opposed to you know the, the chiefs were like well we can we can we don't we can make do because we've got the quarterback
0: yeah i think i think some of those teams are going to regret it especially oh, I mean, they're going to regret it, Titans but, are I mean, it but yeah I, I think the packers chiefs even come like playoff time they're going to be wanting those guys back yeah. we shall see it though cynthia thank you so much for the time yeah. as i said check her out nfl game day morning 9 a.m every sunday
4: you want to know something funny before you leave? Yes, please. The reason my title is analytics expert, and now you do like this podcast is very hard to say, analytics analyst for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. It goes horribly wrong sometimes. A
0: lot of, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that one has a that was a chance. We won't say why it has a chance, but we <laughs> all know why it has a chance to go wrong there. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, yep, have a
4: great day.